Hey everybody, welcome to the Green Architects Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Chris Bryling. And I'm your host, Phil Kaplan. Hi, Chris. Hey, Phil. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. You're doing pretty great. Oh, I'm good. I feel okay. I'm alive. Well, not only are you alive, but you got a lot of stuff going on in your life, right? I do, which we should start We should start with an apology, everyone. Hey, you know, sorry. We haven't been recording much, but... That's... Pretend that they missed us. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> pretend like we get a phone call every day. Where are you guys? Hey... There's only so much of us to go around, you know. The, um, the calls, the calls, primarily from Martin Holiday and Dan Mars. Right, like, give it our time. like they're hey, right. Hey, hey, uh, you guys are, uh, you know, what are we? Advisors. We're now, slouch so advisors. There's exactly. a separate page for us now. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, they're like, come on, let's get on it. So here we are. Sorry, folks, and we're gonna today. We're gonna we're gonna um, do how to choose your mechanical system. That's right. Because it's a conversation we have a lot with our clients about. You know, they usually come in with a. Oh, let's do this. Or I heard read an article about that. Or what's the best what's the best mechanical system for my house that we haven't designed? Geothermal. Yet? That's right. what they say. Oh yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah. you know, you have to have a logical way to decide these things and and you know, Chris and I have our systems and right. they're not foolproof, but I think it's a great thing to to talk them through and we've talked to some smart people and we're going to they're gonna be chiming in through us as we uh, go through the podcast. Right. So we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but so we go for before we go any further. I want to congratulate Chris Briley. Oh, thanks, and man. his new partner Harry Hepburn. Yeah, starting out a new firm. That's right, which we're calling Bryburn. Bryburn, which is a, of course a mishmash of yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So, Maybe Sheila can find some uh, applause noise <laughs> and put it in there. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and but we're going to be you know just sort of taking it to the commercial level, you know, because Harry has a stronger commercial background, whereas I have a, you know, stronger residential ultra green background, and he's got a pretty green, uh, you know, commercial background. You know, he's got a lead platinum house, that type of thing mm-hmm. going on, and so we're going to go even deeper into the green and get into, you know, the, just live it, you know. Uh, you know, if someone comes in and says, I'll give you a hundred... Hundred million dollars to design my my Hummer dealership. I'm just gonna say, take a hike, buddy. <laughs> We're not your guy. Harry, of course, can't hear me right now. But. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, really, we're gonna walk the walk. We're gonna we're gonna really kick it. That's the plan. I have no doubt. I'm, I'm excited for you guys, and right. the sky's the limit for you guys. And now we're in Portland, Maine, instead of Little Yarmouth, and back in the city. Where, where you know, this is where I cut my teeth with other firms and stuff. So now, so now, hopefully, we'll get together more often because we're in the same town. That would be and nice. We'll be well, we won't good. do podcasts once every three months. Right, right. <laughs> we're we're going to try and do so much better, people. Really, honestly, we are. All right. So there's other things happening. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we have on tap. We'll mention it now. We're hoping it's happening, but we've got <laughs> we've got a verbal commitment from Bill McKibben. Right. But it's one of those. But we I should couch that because it's one of those deals where you know it's. You're chasing a guy who's trying to save the planet, literally as as much as he can, and so it's like, and we're just a we're just a couple of guys who want to you know talk about green building. Whereas you know, uh, if you know Bill McKibben, of course, he is one of the leading uh, you know champions of climate change and and getting that. Um, so he he'd be great. We talked to him briefly. And yeah, we saw him when he came to town. Yeah, and he was inspiring and he was wonderful and nice guy. Um, and he and we hope to have him on the podcast. But so hopefully that's that's coming. Um, we've got a few other surprises that we're hoping to make happen as we move forward. We've yeah. got a couple of great topics. We're going to be talking about resiliency and um, yeah. one of Alex Wilson's big pushes, and I think that's on the horizon. Right. We'll probably talk about the pretty good house too. That's probably. right. That's, that's a that's a good. 
Um, and then, uh, of course, we should talk about building energy. Uh, hey, folks, um, if you guys are not familiar, if you're in the northeast region, or even in the eastern region, or the northern region, you know, and, or <laughs> in the United States. Keep going. If you're in some kind of region, if you're in this hemisphere, really the who's who of who's really moving the... the um, and shaking. And, shake, and shaking. Moving and shaking. Both. They That's do both right. there. Yeah, they're, they're hot. Uh, it's Nessie. Which is the uh, and it's the Building Energy Conference and Phil, you're on the board. That's right, of Newton, Nessie. So right. I'll let you do the pitch for this thing. Uh, Nessie's Building Energy Conference is like you said, it's it's where it happens. It is uh, March fifth, sixth, and seventh. That's Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday in Boston at the um, Sea was it Seaport Convention Center, Chris? I think so. Yeah. I hope so. If not, we'll edit it in. <laughs> edit it in right here. Yeah, uh, right. and uh, you know, we've been going for it through it uh we've been going to it for about eight years now running and oh, wow. it has for you it has I mean, transformed us as a firm uh and it's one of the reasons i've chosen to give my time to nessie because it's, i think it's such a wonderful thing um not only for me professionally um but what it's doing for our movement our people our tribe yeah uh, so it's it hot, it's hot it's where it's at building energy conference um be there or be be square. square. And if you're there on the 7th at 2 o'clock, uh, Phil and I are doing sort of a, uh, we're doing like a, um, the wrap-up for the Building Fundamentals uh, course. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're doing a course there, and it's going to be a lot like this, only we're gonna, everyone will have already gotten all their smarts from all the other people, and we're going to be kind of doing the wrap-up and doing the uh, sort of a Sprout Follies kind of a thing. and right. and Because, uh, uh, you know, really we're general practitioners as architects, as designers all these nuggets of information and valuable pieces, mechanical, structural, electrical, et cetera. We have to put it all together and beauty and function, et cetera. Wait, what are we doing now? I don't know. I, I don't even remember. I don't remember what this we're one, doing. No, we talked about right. it before. Right. Yeah, no, so it's Green Architects Lounge, Sprout Folly. It's 2 o'clock on, on the Thursday session. That's right. Um, so we hope to all see you all there. If anyone listens to this and sees us, hunt us down and... And buy us a drink. No. That's right. <laughs> we should buy them one. But anyway. Speaking of drinks. Hell yeah. Cheers, hey. Chris. Cheers, Phil. Oh, clink. Tell us what you, you mixed for mm -hmm. us. It's very tasty. Mm-hmm. Well, um, for those of you, we, we're kind of, our timing's just a little bit off. January 25th was Robert Burns Day. Burns Night, actually, they, they call it. And mm -hmm. he's, he's the poet. For you, for you Americans... Oh, I say you Americans. For we Americans. <laughs> Why don't I mean, what? Hey, where are you from, Lenny? Yeah, I tell you where I'm from. Um, no, um, anyway, Robert Burns, uh, we know him because he gave us Old Lang Syne. Yeah, this is the poem that was turned into a song. We I did not every, know that. Oh, yeah, you sing it with a Scottish Aye. accent. And, Aye. Yeah, drink of kindness for Old Lang Syne. Aye. Aye. I'm not going to sing it, though. No, that's okay. And, um, you know, so tell us about the drink. Okay, yeah, let's get right to it. What's in it? Uh, well, of course, Scotch whiskey is the base of it. So it, it is uh, one and a half ounces sweet vermouth, one and a half ounces whiskey, Scotch whiskey, uh, and one and a quarter teaspoons of Benedictine. Um, and basically, you don't have to shake this, or you're not supposed to shake it in your shaker. You're supposed to, Mr. Boston says you mix it with ice and then uh, filter, it, filter it into your glass. Stirred, not shaken. So, yeah, that's right. That's exactly mm -hmm. right. Because that. Uh, and careful not to bruise the ice, we say. And then, and then a twist of lemon. Oh, the um, lemon is key. Don't it, forget it about the lemon. It really is. It's a real big. Don't squeeze the lemon juice, but you do the peel, and then you do the bend to get the oils on it, and or just YouTube how do you make a lemon twist, and yeah. you'll see. And then, yeah, rub it around the rim. Yeah, there it is. And it's delicious. Great for a um, 
for a uh, you know a warm January night or um, for eating alongside a haggis. You know? <laughs> uh, so there you go. So remind me never to do that. Yeah, and uh, so that's for all our, our Scotsmen out there and women. Scottish listeners, and sorry for messing up the accent, and um, I'm, I apologize. <laughs> it so bad. You know, we just offend everybody left and right. My brother-in-law is Scottish, so I offend him all right? the time. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Stewie. 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 He loves it when I do that. I'm sure. Really I'm, it's a good thing he's not listening. Yeah. All so, right. um, can I tell you about the song? Yeah, well, you want to do it at the end? You want to, okay, yeah. tease it. Yeah, tease yeah, the song. I'll, I'll tease it. A.C. Newman. Yes. I'm not talking. Beautiful song. I can't stop listening to it. Fantastic. I'll tell you more at the end. Fantastic. Right on. Okay, here we go. How do we start? Choosing mechanical systems, Chris. Well, I'm going to start... Let's start this way. I'm going to include a, uh, a chart that was... That yes. We'll, we'll, you'll probably see it if there on the side or a link to it on the end. There's a couple of charts we're going to be including. One, one in particular that we'll start with. It's so simple. You'll look at it and go, yeah, and you'll be done. So it's, it's that good. But imagine a building science discussion group, which we have uh, here in Maine every once in a while, and imagine a room full of maybe about 40 people of varying uh, um, backgrounds, architects, a few architects, mm -hmm. a bunch of solar guys, some mechanical guys, some insulators, some builders, some renovators, builders, all vendors, that jazz, and, raiders, yeah. mm -hmm. and then uh, Dan Colbert starts the session, all right. How do you choose the right mechanical system? And then after a lot of banter and about, the group decides, let's make a chart uh, that sort of, because you can't say, you can never like totally say, this is the best one. Mm -hmm. And that's really the root. If you get anything from this podcast, it's going to be, there is no one solution. There's right. no, There's one no if then. Then this. this. Is, right. yeah. not, if logic is, is only a small part of choosing a mechanical system. Right. If, Some, but. Right. If that, then this. That just doesn't happen. Uh, so there we are at, at the, uh, you know, the building science discussion group. So we decided, all right, we're going to make this chart. And this chart um, is, is a way to sort of uh, decide when do we start looking at different uh, systems. And it's all based on, of course, the uh, peak uh, heating load. Because uh, here we're in New England, we're thinking about heating more than we are cooling. But so for the peak heating load, uh, we've divided it up into you know zero to twenty-five thousand BTUs, twenty-five to fifty thousand BTUs, fifty to seventy-five thousand BTUs, and seventy-five thousand and over. And so then there's just like certain systems that you look at for um, you know like ductless mini splits, you know zero to twenty-five. That's a great choice. Mm -hmm. um, but if you have seventy-five thousand BTUs or more, you know your house needs more heat, then you're just gonna have ductless mini splits all over the place. Right, and right. so you know you're gonna go with a different system. Uh, likewise, if you're if you've got seventy five thousand or more, then you're looking at possibly looking at ground source heat pumps. But we're going to talk about how that's that's becoming increasingly less likely. Um, or I'm mm -hmm. it's been a while since I've done ground source heat pumps. And then it'll be harder to get off of fossil fuels in general, as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, unless you do that, unless you do the ground source. Right, or unless you have natural gas right outside your door. Right. So that's that's a whole different. Yeah, I'm talking about that. That's still not out of the question in some cases. Exactly. So. Uh, as you look at this chart, you'll notice that you know we've got wood as in a wood stove. Maybe it's your you know point source heat. Uh, we've got solar thermal, which you know if and point you, source heat, Chris, just means there's there's one source. There's one just one source. Right. thing that produces the heat. Which means your design fill, of course, is nice open plan, compact, compact. Right. Uh, but you know maybe the uh, downstairs communicates with the upstairs thermally easily, and uh, yeah, so you can. 
with one source, like a wood stove or like a uh, Renai heater, one of those things that goes through your wall, a gas heater or something like that. Don't worry, Chris, you'll still win the design award because of the detailing. It's Thank beautiful, you. right? It's yeah. okay. The simple form, it's okay. That's right. You take it where you can get it. You, right. find, you, you excel wherever you can. <laughs> um, uh, and then, of course, you've got your air source heat pumps. Those are fantastic for the lighter loads. Um, electric in general, as in either electric boilers or electric baseboard, which, of course, zero COP, or one. Your COP right. is one, I should mm -hmm. say, not zero. And then, of course, you've got your, what everyone else knows, oil and gas boilers and, and furnaces. So here in New England, got a lot of boilers, but furnaces almost everywhere else. So. Well, that's right. Well, tell us about your conversation with Mark Rosenbaum. Oh, yeah. So Cause that, that's a good lead into that. Right. Because that's, that's a whole other approach. Uh, you know, like I, I was I was talking to Mark just today. Mark Rosenbaum, of course. Oh, yeah. South yeah. Mountain um, chemical engineer, guru. Right. Honestly, how can you know about Chris and Phil and not already know about? You can't. Yeah. Mark, you, you knew him about him long before you found us. You've stumbled upon us and you're drunk and stupid. That's right. He's one of the reasons play. that you and I are... Sort of making this podcast. Well, that is true. He is. He's one of those guys that, that we look up to and always will. So anyway, uh, I was talking to him about other things, but I said, hey, Phil and I are doing a podcast. And since I have you on the phone, you know, tell me about how you, um, if you will, tell me about how uh, you choose your mechanical system. Because I mean, this is a process that he's got to go through. And he said, he said you know, funny you should say that because he's been like writing internal papers about right. how to do that. This is all he does. Right. It's like, uh, you know, guiding people towards the right decision, the smart decision. And that's really what this is all about. Mm -hmm. And so for him, you know, he started off saying, well, in New England, I'm paraphrasing, of course, so I might be butchering this you know, completely, but, you know, he said in... in um, Good, get him to chime in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'll mess something up intentionally, see that's if right. he's listening. Um, but no, he, uh, he said, you know, in the old days, everything was uh, boilers and hot water heaters up here in New England, you know, because we're heating climate biased, of course. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, warm climate people. But we'll, 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 maybe I'll, I'll write a letter to Allison Bales, have him chime in. Maybe he will chime in. What, right. What's best? Hey, Allison, I know you're listening. What's, le what's best for the warm climate? And he'll put that down in the comment section. Excellent. Or his, his, his method. So anyway, Mark says, uh, you know, now that they've made the decision, uh, now climate change has has entered the conversation and has become a priority. You know, it's like, well, let's let's get away from fossil fuels um, as much as possible. Um, so then, to him, it's either electric or biomass. Um, so once you've made that decision, then it becomes a matter of heat load. So like, if the heat load is rather high, let's say you're in the you know uh, fifty thousand or more BTUs. Maybe you're looking at biomass. Of course, there's some personal, you know, no, there's no one true, there's no one right answer. Some some people may, for example, not want to schlep logs of wood for their log boiler or wood stove. Mm -hmm. And likewise, they may not want to deal with pellets or pellets aren't available in their area or that sort of thing, or, or it's difficult. So uh, on your lighter loads, you, of course, you're looking at uh, electrical and probably, you know, he said you're looking probably at heat pumps, you know, ground source heat pumps. Or air source heat pumps. So that's it. We're done. We're done. That's Cheers. <laughs> no, <laughs> no it, we're it's uh, you know with the Japanese and the and the Douglas mini splits, it's it's uh, uh, you know a rather easy thing to do um, to take care of your your lighter loaded houses. Unless you even go further and do something like in Martin. Martin, by the way, had a fantastic article. You read that. That's right. Fantastic. Martin Holiday's article that was in um, Fine Home, home Building. building. Uh, and building advisor. That's right. Uh, the heating options for a small home. 
Right. Yeah. We, we recommend everyone read that because he's got a nice, succinct way of, of taking you through that same process. But at the end there, you know, he talks about how, you know, in a passive house, um, the ultimate heir now has a little um, combination unit where you can get a, a, a hot a, water coil. Yeah, off your ERV, your ERV. Which I don't yeah. know how many times we've talked about doing that, mm -hmm. yeah, but usually it's for cooling. Like we can do a, you know, a cool water coil, but the, the thing is tricking your, um, your uh, ERV to, you know, to activate when there's a demand for heating and cooling as opposed for fresh air. So, so that's a new system. I haven't even right. really looked into. I got to do that, but um, right. but we're talking about low, low, like low, low, heat like fifteen thousand or heat lower, heat, yeah, yeah, probably ten, yeah. ten, right, so, right, like way down, right, passive house territory. Yeah. So, yeah. So I mean, like, so that was Mark's, you know, general two paragraph succinct thing. It was probably more succinct than I just made it. So. Right. Well, um, Mark comes in with his ideas of what's most important. That's right. Chris, you and I have. Our ideas of what's most important. It has and to look good, Phil. Well, yeah, right. I mean, they're mostly in alignment with Mark, but, you know, yeah, Mark yeah. does not believe in sacrificing uh, energy for looks. He really, well, he, right. he really doesn't. Right. He's, and he's, he's a, he very, he's a realist, yeah. as are we. So, well, so like, so you're well, about we're to... we're realists, but aesthetics, aesthetics are, are very important yeah. in a different way from an architect to an engineer. Right. So, well, and, and likewise, clients are the same way. If they walk by a Douglas, a can, a, you know, a, a cassette, a Douglas Mini Split cassette, and they say, God, I hate that thing. I just hate it. Yeah. Hate how it sits there and mocks me on the wall. Look at me <laughs> with those cross eyes. I imagine a face in that thing. It hisses. <laughs> and then, then, then it's not worth it. It's not going to last. And the client is crazy in the first place. Well, you exactly. probably should have walked away a long time ago. Right, right. But I stayed for some reason. You're a good abuse. man, Chris. You're I a love good that man. abuse. <laughs> Hit me again. So we we all decide what's most important for us, right? And I would say, for the most part, you and I are in alignment with Mark. But there's we both have clients that have different priorities. Sure, like they may not be they may not be climate change may not they might be just looking at um, uh, operation costs, for example. Mm -hmm. It might just be like. They might be thinking this is they're not altruistic they're not trying to save the planet they're just trying to save money and they're trying they're trying to not they're trying to be the smartest people the smartest kids on the block mm -hmm. they want to have a really efficient house because maybe phil they know my my stat that i've yet to really confirm but i've heard that you know the um and I'm, i'll do that i'll confirm it i'll figure it out but yes. uh the cost of a building your average building mm -hmm. um the uh, upfront cost, construction cost, is only 11% over the lifetime of that building. So, Wow. Yeah. I think you had the same reaction last time I said this. Yeah. Because I've said this on this podcast, I'm sure. I'm just sure. <laughs> right? I, know, I rarely listen to you. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> right. You just skip past and you say, oh, here goes Chris. Uh, just blah, go down. Blah, another, blah, 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 blah. Another two minutes. There I am. There I am. <laughs> booming, <laughs> booming voice. <laughs> anyway. So, um... Oh, right. So, so yeah, your client comes to you. Okay, I'm a client. Phil, mm -hmm. I've, I just read about ground source heat pumps. That's what I want in my house. Oh, okay, here comes another one. All right, yeah. let's go through the logical reasons why we don't use it. And sometimes they still say, yeah, 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 I know that. But we just, we just did one of those up north. We just did one um, in Mount Desert. Right. The ground source heat pumps. I'm not saying... They loved it. And they do love it, and they will love it. Right, and, and it's not that that's out of the choice, but the conditions really have to be right for that to be a smart choice. Mm -hmm. and, and that does happen, but increasingly less. Mm -hmm. so. We have clients uh, who, we, uh, who came to us and basically said, 
you want an electric baseboard. And it wasn't a passive house. Maybe it would have been a better chance if it wasn't. Mm-hmm. If it was. Right. And um, we were close to it. So you're talking about electric baseboard. It's just electric baseboard yeah. because they wanted the silent system. And they were going to buy enough PV to offset it, even though it wasn't a great idea in terms of the energy use and Interesting. The efficiency. For the, for, the, for the silence of it. The silence. We brought them to three different heat pumps. And, ah. and, and they... Each one, even though it was outside, they didn't like the sound. That's very interesting. And that's fine. And they're going to have a beautiful, silent house in the woods. And it's going to be pretty, really special. Well, that's great. But again, that's what was important to them. Yeah. And likewise, I'll share, I'll share a battle scar. Yeah, please. Um, well, you know the Redfern house. Mm-hmm. It's, um, uh, it, for those of you, it's, it's a little lead platinum thanks, uh, house that has a lot of, it's got like 40 grand of hardware on the roof uh, in, in PVs and solar thermal. Mm-hmm. And then, so it's, and its demand is really, really low. So we did a similar thing where we cheaped out on the boiler. So it's just like an electric boiler, you know. So basically a hot water heater, essentially, for mm-hmm. the boiler for that for the house. Mm-hmm. And the, but that always really bothered me because, you know, why, why then? Why at that last moment did we cheap out? I understand the economics of it. You know, the demand, it's not going to be on very often. And it's being offset by solar. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a similar argument. Right. But it was like, man... Or we could have like put, you know, three more panels on, or I don't know, and been net zero, or something. you know. Well, remember, like, panels were a lot more expensive. Then, that's right? true. That's you true. were eight or nine grand for KW. Yeah, we're that's true. Less than half that right now. Yeah, you're right. But so, I, I guess, I guess, you know, we could have gone with one ductless May split, mm-hmm. and we would have spent, I don't know, a couple thousand more than we would have. With this electric boiler, right? And yeah, if you compared the two, and you know, as little as they'd be used, mm-hmm. yeah, would it ultimately pay for itself? But but, dude, the efficiency of it would have been worth it for the planet. I mean, to go that far and then cheap out at the last second. But the, the happy part of the story is that the, that there's now a wood stove in that house, and the boiler never comes on. Excellent. So. That is a happy ending. It is a nice happy ending. <laughs> but um, but and I'm, I'm I'm happy to share my scars with everybody. Well, so. uh, we've all had them. You know, we've got plenty. Yeah. Um, so that leads into... Like this what, scar, Phil. Look, look at this. this. <laughs> that is wonderful. So a shark oh bit me. God. Is that still no. losing? No, jellyfish. Yeah, yeah I'm going to have it lanced. <laughs> that would be great. It would be all right. No, I'm not. Sorry, everyone. Did so, yeah. Put some yeah. whiskey on it. Yeah, pour a little, you know, Robbie Byrne special on it. <laughs> That's right. Um, so like you said one of the things that bother you about the house is, is the climate damage. You know, what's the CO2... Well, that's that's a that's a metric for me. Some and I have clients that are like that. I've got uh, clients right now that that's a, that's a big part of the metric. Yeah. So like gas, we didn't even we didn't think of. Right, that's that's wonderful. And again, I think that's you and I both are on the same page. Yeah, and we try really hard not to have fossil fuels. Right, but that's not always the case. Some people, for them, what's most important is the first cost. What is the cheapest way we can right we can get in here? Right, not the most fun position to be in. No, but but we all really have to deal with it in some one one project or another, and I would say the majority of um, people in green building advisor and all sorts. I mean, that's always a conversation. Oh yeah, always. It's it's unavoidable. Yeah. Like, um, uh, you know, you mentioned how cheap you did this passive house. You know, did for you know or whoever. Chris Corson, you know, right? One thirty-five a square foot, foot yeah. passive house. And, and you still have people saying, oh my God, that's so expensive for a little house. Right. Somebody still fly. chimes in and on the comments. It's like, that's I the best do, you can do. That's the best? I mean, come on. I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, jeez. 
Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I think for right, but there are still people out there. The modular, the base modular buildings are delivered oh. for sixty, fifty dollars a square foot. Absolutely. Because so if we're going to change the world, do we really need to get that low? Right. It's a nice idea, but wow. Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's, there's. I don't quite see it. Sphere yet. of influence. I mean, because we, in a way, we're competing with houses on the market, right? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, it's a much more difficult one. So, so first costs. You know, the cost of construction, the install cost, everything as cheap as you can go. That's right. That's that's Tell often me. more of a, more important than a lot of things. Well, and that's what you talk about, you know, gas gas, when you have gas on the street, those systems can be pretty pretty, well, pretty efficient. Pretty efficient pretty and neat. cheap. So that's yeah. that's one of those things. But you know, that first cost uh, scenario also you know, that first cost concern helps us in our argument when we start um, you know, making the envelope more robust and getting heat gains from the from the sun and our in our windows. So, because now all of a sudden we can bring the in the uh, the the cost of the boiler now dropped considerably or should have. So, mm-hmm. in fact, let's let's look at your spreadsheet. Hey, everybody, if you check over there on the side or on the bottom, one of the downloads it would be a an image for uh, yeah. the and I can't take credit for this too this is my smart partner Jesse who I just uh, I just yeah. ride on his coattails for all this, most of the smart things I say we all ride on his coattails the bag. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no Jesse's good I saw him today just walking across the street he does that yeah I know <laughs> wow. I, was, I was like hey and he, he like sounded wave. that's it that's, that's it. all I got that's all I got that's, that's all I got from him just a but at least you got an acknowledgement from him yeah. oh yeah oh yeah and a smile even really yeah that's awesome yeah, he's, he's congratulations that's and we're done. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. No, so we've got this great spreadsheet, and so Phil, why don't you why don't you walk us through this? So, like, I'm, uh, you know, we're talking about first costs. First costs. How much do these systems cost? Because it's unavoidable. Everyone out there is, is like, you know, what, how much does this combo cost versus another? Versus and you know why else is so important, Chris? I mean, one of the things you and I talk about all the time that it's cost offsets. If we can, that's right. If we can uh, reduce the cost of mechanical systems. And we can put those extra dollars into the envelope. That's right. Um, so all the time we make we make this argument, but can we really prove it? Can we really do it? Yeah. You know, and what are these numbers? Is it thousands? Is it tens of thousands? We're showing some of these systems. You, right. depending on your choice. Yeah, it's ten thousand dollars or more. Yeah. So it's it's significant. And that buys a lot of insulation. Right. That buys a couple extra. European windows, maybe one or two. Yeah, an extra window. <laughs> All right. Just make it a big one. Yeah, exactly. Whew, those things. So if you're down at passive house levels. Right. Take us to the chart. So like, so right. here we are. Look at, we're looking at the first one. So we're down, we're down really low with our, um, you know, our max output. 15,000 BTUs on our chart there. Right. So you get, a, you get yourself a great HRV and you get a preheater on it. Right. Which is woo, that's yeah. that's a uh, that's hot stuff. You can do it. Your load stuff. is that low, and we're not going to talk about hot water now. But if you you know domestic hot water, a lot of times we're just using electric resistance. In this case, it's a separate thing. And if you really need it in rem- remote spots in the house, you get a little bit of an electric baseboard. I mean, you can do it. You know, Katrine Klingberg does it. Didn't her? Oh yeah, first oh, pass Yeah, a lot of people. She don't. got away with it, and a lot of people are still doing it. Yeah, you know, and, and it's just fine when you need so little. So boy, uh, you know, eight to ten grand for that system. Right. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty low. Yeah. So, can we stay under ten grand if if we go to a system for a regular house? Say our, say our BTUs per hour goes up to, you know, maybe it's still 
30, you know, or maybe 25 to 30 max, 30,000. Yeah, then it's really, you need something in there then. A mini split. You right. Need, you need to, you've got some, some real loads that you got to, because, mm-hmm. you know, last week, uh, of course, today it's a balmy 42, but last week, dude, it was, whoo, negative two. Yeah, whatever. it was brutal. Ugh. And those, you know, mini splits still work. You bet. You know, even, even when it gets to around zero. Right. Here, that's close to like the Daikin is about 1.8 um, COP. Yeah. That's Which is still pretty better. good. Yeah, that's pretty great. Pretty right? great at that temperature. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So they're still working. But if you get a mini split and you're disciplined, and you have a tight compact house, yeah. Um, and so it's a single point. Yeah. And even if you had a couple a couple heads off of it, right? You'd still you'd still it'd be duckless, and you keep your costs between nine and twelve grand. That's assuming you've got an electric resistance hot water heater. Um, okay, Phil, so what, what, what if I've got natural gas right there outside in the street? Yeah, then it's, then it's hard not to go with the John Straub solution. Yeah. And he, you know, he's got a combo hot water tank and air handler. Um, you've got your little boiler, you've got your air handler, you know, still get a good HRV. We're just calling HRV across the board. And it's a ducted system, but the gas is right there. Yeah. You're still 10 to 12 grand is kind of what we're calling it. Yeah. So all right around the same range. You're talking about a small duct system, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So it, but, but right there, we can do it. Yeah. It's a pretty tight number. So you're on fossil fuels without, but there's we might make a case. Right. You know, an alternate that's only a couple grand more is if you go with the tankless water heater instead of the electric resistance, and yeah, you get a little Renai. Yeah, we haven't really talked about water heaters on on yet. In this as systems go, I don't think we really are. That's sort of a different topic. Yeah, you know the the only other thing that we really talk about is like whether you do um, you know the heat pump water heaters, which st- tangent everybody tangent alert. Um, yeah, well let's let's we're you know let's let's jump up to that because you know we're already at the you know the, the Renai can already handle you know fifty thousand BTUs per hour. Right. So, so our loads have already increased the, it. Yeah. Increased. So when would you use um, a hot water heat pump like the Daikin Altherma? Probably around those lows, you know, 50,000 50, or more. Oh, sure. Sense. I was talking about hot water, like your hot, domestic hot water heat pump. Ah, That's okay. where I was going. When I, when I declared tangent alert, right. I right. was talking about well, that. Well, I mean, that, that's what the, that is as well. So that's the well, hot water right, heat right, pump. Well, right, right, right. Yeah, so, but it's a, uh, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure, two different things, but that but the Daikin can do them both is the thing. That's they, right. They can, so there is that economy, that the pro that you mm-hmm. get for, for having an air-to-water uh, system like that. Mm-hmm. I was I was about to tangent off onto the studies that show that you know your hot water heat pumps, the domestic hot water heat pumps, studies are starting to show that they're they're adding to the they're cooling your house as they're uh, heating right. heating your. So the COP is awesome, but you're also going to make something else work extra hard. So ah, uh, you know, that's a different topic. Another day, someone else would tune in and chime in. All right, all right. So, so where do I, where do you leave off? Say, ne- say next next thing that. Um, Fairly low loads, but we're going to talk about it because it, it's if aesthetics are important. Yeah, you go to ducted mini splits. Oh right, you're adding a good, you know, maybe ten grand. Maybe, maybe yeah. not that much, but if it's a small house, you could get like five or six grand worth of mm-hmm. tin knocking. Yeah, but you do it just just for the sake of pretty. Right. So you know, so you're not making those people, cost offsets in the right way. But boy, people, people have spent more for pretty. People, uh, yeah. That's right. Um, People spend a lot of money on pretty. It depends. And we advocate for that often. Depends. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Depends on, on what they think pretty is. <laughs> that's right. See if we In the eyes of the beholder. That's right. Essentially. So that's a different kind of, that's, you know, that's still the mini split rail. So we still stay off of fossil fuels, right. which is nice. Okay, Phil. Now, uh, so like, what if my heat load is way more? My house is bigger, Phil. Well, there's a couple. I got eight kids to feed. Three cars. <laughs> four cars, really. Right. So if, then you, you, if you include so, the RV. So then you go to the gas boiler. Yeah. You know, then, and you and you still your your heat loads are not where they should be if you're on the gas boiler, but you can still do it. And yeah. it's still not a bad system. So they start being more economical once you have these you know big yeah. nasty houses that are that are that are guzzlers, energy guzzlers. Right, and it's still it's still twenty grand or so. Yeah, sometimes more. Yeah, and and those the those gas boilers like like a Baxi or whatever they're, yeah. they're uh, you know they're ninety some ninety four ninety eight percent efficient you know yeah. they can be really great and cleaner than oil that's right are we done with that have you have you done an oil boiler ever uh, in the past that's a good question i don't know no no high right. five me yeah me right on <laughs> me too feels good i think since i've been on my own i don't think i've ever i've ever done an oil boiler that's really great i mean once we got smart enough well, yeah, and, and up here, you folks out there, you don't really, here in New England, in Maine, you know, throw a rock and you'll hit a building being fueled by an oil boiler burning number two. Was that you who threw that rock? Yeah, yeah, so it wasn't your house I hit, was it? No, it wasn't, no, right. not that time. No. All right, so now we're in the higher loads, and then as Mark Rosenbaum says, suggests wood pellet boilers. Yeah. They make sense. Uh, yeah, I, then I even, love those You things. know, the ground source heat pumps. There's, yeah. They're still there. They're still there. If you, if you walked in with a 6,000 square foot house and it's tight, but it's big, kind of a big demand, mm -hmm. and you said, oh, I'm thinking about ground source heat pump, I'd say, well, let's look at your hydrology in the area, and, and you just might be, you know, you're right. Yeah. So, um, so what, what didn't we talk about? We didn't talk about radiant, did we? Uh, I don't know. Did we talk? We it, talked about it last time. When we, uh, <laughs> the first time we recorded this before Chris accidentally erased the entire podcast. We oh, talked about. I'm it. sorry, man. <laughs> I might so let's talk about it for a second. Let's talk about reading. It's hard to keep track of what we talked about. That's right. Um, so why are we doing? Have you done reading recently? I well, when you say recently, not not real recently, but um, yeah, sure, recently, <laughs> like within the past couple of years. Yeah. Like I did a house in Yarmouth. It was light green. We'd say. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, better than code insulation and um, passive solar, but mm -hmm. you know, it still needed quite a bit of heat. And mm -hmm. and the clients said, "Yeah, I want radiant floor." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, you're, they could make sense here." Because I used to do it a lot, um, but just now, I'm more and more, increasingly, don't. The more robust my envelopes get, mm -hmm. the more costly the um, the radiant seems because you feel you got to buy all that um, radiant tube mm -hmm. tubing, hundreds and hundreds of feet of radiant tubing, all on their um, jointless loops, and they come up to manifolds, and mm -hmm. those have every zone has some circulator mm -hmm. pump to it, and that's managed by a system that you know has to you know it's another little computer component that has to monitor things and complex system that yeah. it's locked in concrete and right I mean. Honestly, though, yeah. like I have, I've had uh, a project where uh, clients wanted Radiant. I've talked them out of Radiant, mm -hmm. and then um, the builder said, "If there's a chance you may want Radiant, let's put the tubes in." Yep. Okay. 
You know, like it's not the worst thing. That's not the worst, worst thing. Because some know. technology is going to emerge. Right, a couple of grand or less. The magic liquid that's coming in thirty oh, years. Right, exactly. It was like it was concrete, so it was like you get one shot at it. Right. Why not put the tubes yeah. in? So everyone's like, oh, all right. So, but honestly, they're not going to need it, and they're not going to do anything with it. But, but, so I mean, you're talking about buying. You're talking about a twenty-eight thousand dollars system. You know, or I don't know, maybe not that much. Twenty-five or I don't know. You're depending on the loads and the size of the house, of course, but you're talking about buying a lot of hardware for radiant floors. And if your house, Phil, is really well insulated, the demand is so low, you, let's say you've got 15,000 BTUs for your demand, your peak load, yeah. I mean, then you've got a boiler pushing fluids through a slab. I mean, it's Being overkill. Great all the time. Yeah. And it's never, it's rarely gonna get the call. And if the computer component is smart enough you know, it's tweaked the temperature to be, you know, the best temperature to reach comfort zone, uh, you know, and that's going to be below your body temperature. That's right, so it's going to be cold underfoot. So yeah. that is the or, thing uh, that people don't believe. Or not warm. So it's going to be, yeah. you just won't even notice right. it's on. Right. So that, that benefit that you want, right. that the, ooh, that chilly morning where I put my feet down, warm floor, ooh. Right. Well, I'm a if big advocate for, for like, radiant, you know, some sort of radiant I like radiant systems, It's a yeah. really wonderful radiant, you know, some radiant heat. Sure. So, you know, if it's wood stove or pellet stove, you get that. I mean, you yeah. know, as humans, we like that. But this, in these homes, the radiant floor actually doesn't end up being that. Right, it right. Does. And so once, once a client understands the added cost, and, I mean, it depends. If their house is maybe well-suited for that as a distribution method... Maybe it's a really leaky house, Phil. Or maybe there's, the air changes are sure. huge. Mm -hmm. And if so, this is a, Radiant's a great system because it's not really trying to heat the air that's flying in and out of the building. Mm -hmm. It's really trying to, from a Radiant standpoint, heat you. So, you know, there's, there are places for that still that are, that are good. But, but, yeah. All right, so when it comes down to what's most important to you, and we advocate stay off of fossil fuels, right, keep but, your loads down real low, yeah. Keep it simple. There you go. And simple, small, and work on, of course, on other things that aren't your boiler. Because really, aren't we trying to get rid of this part? We're trying to get rid of this component. That's right. We're, we're working to shrink it, shrink it, shrink it, shrink it, drown it in the bathtub. Right. I mean, the best mechanical contractors are the ones that try really hard not to take your money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Advocate for other ways to do it. Yeah. They rare are rare to find, but... Yeah. So I guess, if you're feeling good, Phil... Why don't you tell us about your song? I'm feeling good because this is my, my second drink. Yeah, mine too. It's, you know, I like this. That's drink. what happens when you have to re-record a whole podcast, Chris. Oh, I'm really sorry. Uh, I, I, I love talking with you, man. All right, well, good. This is good. Good. Well, we managed to keep it fresh. We, it feels like a different podcast. It does. It's, it always gets better the second right. time. Hey, well, want to talk about a six-digit idea? Yeah, I do. Yeah, All I do. Because right. you, you had one or you were telling me about one. I was telling you about one. If... So these things now this this exists so so then then you got to call it a hot zig because a six digit idea then would be something, okay something that you would incubate and run something we're giving them that's true but it's borderline because it well you you tell me how you want to define it because it I exists but I it doesn't don't. exist in the states so oh, we can't uh, get this six digit idea start in, start distributing these things that's right Get right, somebody to make the magic right. box. All right, tell you heard the magic. They call it the magic box. Oh, well, and rightly so. So it's a combination appliance with an HRV, heat pump, and a water heater. Whoa, whoa, what? Well, all in one box. And, and we would have not had anything to talk about today if we had these in the states, right? <laughs> right? Right, because it's like what you got passive house. Well, then you need you need max you need magic box 
220. Oh, which size is it? You know, what's the demand? Oh, this one. No, this one. And be, be done. And one be done. Yeah. Yeah. But we can't get them here yet. Right. But, but Zender makes them. And we'll put a link in our article to, to um, is it Martin's article? About yeah, yeah, Martin Allen makes article. Uh, Magic box for your passive house, which would be nice. Yeah. Um, so that's it. And they only cost a million dollars. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but hey, what? Get it. So that would be great to have one. And what about the uh, the Lunos? Oh yeah, the Lunos, the Lunos. So this would qualify as a hot zig, right, Chris? I think so. Yeah, because it's like um, I saw this. Uh, you know, Jesse and I were at the same passive house conference, and I saw this. Yeah, this here. I'm like. At first, at first, they look like dryer vent type penetrations. Basically, what they are is it's an air infiltration. It's a way to, to handle your ERV without the ERV. So basically, there there are two portals, two holes in your building with little you know filters in them, so that like as ceramic filters, I think they are. Is that right? But yes. But, but one one's gonna breathe in. So like the the ceramic filter is is basically the temperature of the air. Mm -hmm. So then one opens up starts breathing in and then yeah. and, and it cools down the ceramic but that ceramic you know imparts its heat onto the onto the incoming air so it's not like super awful yeah. and then and then it stops right and then the other hole in your wall knows that that one just took a breath and it, let, it lets it yeah. out so your house is breathing in two different places and they're talking to each other through these little ceramic filters over there brilliant it's brilliant small tiny discreet i'm like whoa huh scratching my chin hmm it's, so it's awesome you know what's interesting yeah. every person i've heard talk about this before can't help but anthropo but anthropomorphize I know, I know. these things because it's like two humans and across thought, the room sort of breathing in sync with each other and it's, what's so funny is i thought it was maybe it's nicknamed the lunar's lung or mm -hmm. maybe someone said that and i internalized it but it doesn't show up on the thing that you showed me so but it's a cool stuff. So kudos to those guys. I, I haven't tried one out yet, but I'm right. So there's a, so like we're not we're not saying this is the end all be all of all, of all this stuff because clearly creative people are coming out there making better and better stuff. And the better our buildings get, the more we need even better technology to, to run those better buildings. Yep, that's right. And technology is happening faster and faster these days. And uh, there you go. These houses are going to get cheaper. These mechanical systems. This whole podcast, Chris. Yeah. Ten years. Yeah, meaningless. <laughs> right, completely. Even more so than it is now. Right, like our like our Windows podcast. <laughs> meaningless. We got to do another one of yeah, those, don't we? We do. I, I did like, because yeah. that I want to redo a lot of our mistakes. That was our very first. Well, I don't know. Second one. Actually, I don't know if GBA picked that one up, so maybe yeah. that's good. Right. <laughs> so maybe there's a reason why. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we were cutting our teeth. We were, we were young. Need the money. Nah. <laughs> All right. So are we ready for your song? Yeah. So right. let me, let me your, take us out. This is your favorite song right now. It is. I cannot stop listening to this right. beautiful, beautiful song. Tell us about it. Um, by um, uh, A.C. Newman. Mm -hmm. uh, and who he is one member of the super group. I guess you could call it the super group. You could um, now. New Pornographers. Yeah. You know, because they've got three talented folks, and they all have their own bands doing different things. Right. Um, but... But, uh, Carl but they're, Newman, they're not broken up, though, are they? No, they get back together every now That's and then. That's what I thought. Okay, you, you scared me. Uh, like, oh, they're broken yeah. up now. Yeah, okay, no, good. that they all go up and do Nico Case and, yeah, yeah. and Destroyer and, sure, and yeah. go do their own things. But um, they're out of Canada. Mm -hmm. um, so they're, you know, they're, they're mild, happy folks. 
Um, and also, you know, the climates that uh, we're used to. So yeah, that's right. it must mean something sure. related to their music. Yeah. Anyway, it's a it's just a just a real sweet song. Um, it's called I'm Not Talking. Yeah. It has nothing to do with you and me, Chris. No, because can't shut us up. That's right. So enjoy it. And uh see anyone take us out. Chris, it's been a pleasure. Been a pleasure. I'll see you soon, Phil. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you.